Y si te preguntas, casi siempre que habla tiene una guitarra en la mano. And if you ask yourself, uh, you know, this guy every time he talks, he usually has a guitar on his hands. Sí, sí me siento raro sin mi guitarra. And I do feel kind of awkward without my guitar. Así que si de repente le hago así es porque necesito sentir mi guitarra. So if you see me making this motion like as I'm playing as if I'm playing my guitar, that's because I do need my guitar. El, el viernes pasado fue cumpleaños de Saúl. Uh, last this past Friday was Saúl's birthday, me. Felicidades a Saúl. Uh, congratulations to me. Saúl es un elemento importante para una iglesia bilingüe como la nuestra. And Saúl is an important element to a, a bilingual church like ours. Y es una bendición para nuestras vidas. And he's a blessing to our lives. Hace seis semanas uh, tuve una operación. About six weeks ago I had a surgery. De hecho, uh, estaba en el hospital cuando me desmayé y el resto fue historia, ¿verdad? As a matter of fact, I was in the hospital when I passed out. And the rest is his history. Estaba visitando a Cristina. Cristina, levanta tu mano. And I was actually visiting Cristina, who was here with us today. Y no soy bueno con las cosas de los hospitales, así que me desmayé. And I'm not good with hospitals, so when I was there visiting her, I just, I just passed out. Y me operaron y me pusieron un aparato aquí en mi corazón que está conectado uh, aquí en mi pecho que está conectado al corazón. The next thing I know, I was I was undergoing surgery, and I had this uh, this device that is here in my heart, next to my heart, and that is connected to it. Y me dijeron que por seis semanas no podía levantar mi brazo izquierdo. And they told me that for, for about seven weeks, I could not lift six. up. Six weeks, I could not lift up my left arm. Así que las primeras dos fue muy difícil. So the first couple of weeks were kind of hard. Dormir era muy difícil porque cuando yo duermo, siento que estoy en un roller coaster con mis manos levantadas y me estoy moviendo todo el tiempo. Especially when I would sleep, because when I go to sleep, I usually have my hands up as if I'm in a roller coaster. Y ahí entra el trabajo de mi esposa. And that is where my wife's job comes in. Y está cuidando de que no levante brazo en la noche. Because she's tending to me and watching that I don't raise my arms up at night. Y a veces levanto este y ella está bajando mi brazo. Y ese es el bueno. Este no hay problema. And I'm usually raising up my right arm now. And this is my good arm, which is no problem. Pero gracias a Dios por su vida que estuvo cuidando ella de mí. But thank God for her life and for her watching over gracias me. Gracias por sus oraciones porque Dios ha cuidado de mí. Thank you all for your prayers and God has been watching my life. Y el viernes fueron seis semanas de mi operación. And Friday, this past Friday was the six week mark of my surgery. Pero estuve guardando levantar mi brazo para levantarlo hoy para testimonio de la gloria de Dios. And I was praying to be, uh, to be able to use my arm and to raise it up for the, for the, use it as a testimony for the glory of God. Así que hoy puedo levantar mi mano para la gloria de Dios. And so today I can raise up my arm for the glory of God. Y es por su gracia nada más. And it is for by his grace that this is all happening. Amen. Amen. Ahora sí podemos empezar con el sermón. And now we can get started with our sermon. Creciendo en México, uh, nos contaban una historia acerca de un abuelo, un niño y el burro. Growing up in Mexico, we would uh, get told it was told the story of a, of a man, of an old man, uh, I'm sorry, a grandpa, a kid and a donkey. Y normal, normalmente esta historia es una fábula, quiere decir que no es verdad. And, and typically this story is told as a fable, so it's not a true story. Pero también tiene un mensaje al final. But it has a very uh, important message at the end. Así que el abuelo y el nieto emprendieron un viaje. And so it, it's told as uh, the, the grandpa and, and, the, and the, the grandson go on this trip. Y en la primera parte del viaje, el abuelo decidió que el nieto iba a ir arriba del burro. And in the first part of the trip, 
the grandpa decided that the, the grandson was going to be on top, you know, riding on the donkey. Así que caminaron algunas millas y llegaron al primer pueblo. And so they traveled uh, a few miles uh, and, and they, they arrived to the first uh, village there. Y en el primer pueblo la gente empezó a decir, qué vergüenza, mira lo que hay que ver, pobre anciano caminando y el niño en el burro. And when they arrived in this village, the people that were there began saying, what a shame that this, this old man uh, should be on top of the donkey, but the, the grandson, this boy, is riding the donkey. Así que ante tales comentarios, decidieron que el abuelo se iba a subir al burro y el niño iba a caminar. So after hearing the comments made by the people there, uh, the, these folks decided to uh, switch places and the uh, grandpa was going to be on top of the donkey and the boy was going to walk alongside uh, both of them. Y caminaron algunas millas y llegaron a otro pueblo. And so they traveled some more miles to the next village. Y lo que dice la gente en el pueblo es qué falta de amor, qué vergüenza, pobre niño caminando y el abuelo arriba del burro. And the people there in the next village began to say, what lack of love? Uh, this is a shame. How can how can this uh, this old man be riding this donkey and this boy be walking uh, alongside? Así que decidieron que los dos se iban a subir al burro. And so they decided that after this, both of them were going to ride the donkey together. Caminaron unas millas y llegaron a otro pueblo. And so they traveled some more miles and they arrived to the next town. Y la gente ahí empezó a decir, qué malas personas, pobre animal, los dos arriba del burro. And as you can imagine, the people there also had something to say. They said, how can these people be so cruel that they ride the donkey and they're just giving the donkey all the weight? Poor, poor animal. Ante tales comentarios, decidieron los dos bajarse del burro. So after hearing all these comments, they both decided to, to come off the donkey and walk alongside. Así que los tres caminaron algunas millas y llegaron a otro pueblo. And so all three walked together some more miles and, and arrived at the next town. Y la gente del pueblo les dijo, Qué tontos son. Teniendo el burro y los dos caminando. And so when they arrived in this town, somebody said, how can these people be so dumb? They have this donkey that's just riding along with nobody on top. Why aren't they riding the donkey? Así que el abuelo voltea hacia el nieto y le dice. And so the, the grandpa turns to his grandson and he says, Nieto, hagamos lo que hagamos, siempre va a haber gente que nos juzgue y nos critique. Son, no matter what we do, there is always going to be somebody that is going to be criticizing what we do. En esta historia, uh, ¿con quién te identificas tú? In this story, who do you, uh, with whom do you identify yourself with? ¿Con el abuelo? ¿Con el niño? ¿Con el burro? With the grandpa? With the grandson? Or with the donkey? ¿O con la gente del pueblo? Or with the people from the village? En el pasaje que hoy Jesús está hablando, está hablando acerca de las personas de estos pueblos. And in the passage that today uh, Jesus is talking in, he is talking about the people in this village. Y él tiene un mensaje para ellos. And he has a message for the people. Así que vamos a orar y que poner este tiempo en sus manos. So let us pray and, and ask God to take this time into his hands. Padre, gracias por el mensaje que nos dejaste en el Sermón del Monte. Father, thank you for the message that you've given us in the Sermon on the Mount. Gracias por esas palabras que Jesús tenía para nosotros hoy en día. Thank you for those words that Jesus had for us today as well. Y que esas palabras transformen nuestras vidas por tu reino y para tu reino. And may those words, Lord, may those, uh, uh, what Jesus said in his truth, transform us for your kingdom, Lord. En Cristo Jesús. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.
No hay otro texto en la Biblia más manipulado y torcido que Mateo 7 del versículo 1 al 6. There is no other text in the Bible that has been more manipulated or twisted than Matthew 7, 1 through 6. El primer versículo se ha aislado del resto del texto. If you see that the first part of the verse, the first verse has been separated, has been set apart from the rest of the text. Y se ha usado para condenar a los que condenan, se ha usado para criticar a los que critican, se ha usado para debatir que no se debe debatir. It has been used to, uh, for those uh, who condone, it has been used for those who critique, and it has been used for those who debate. De hecho, en nuestra época es el versículo más utilizado por todo el mundo. As a matter of fact, here in our, in our present time, it has been the, the text that has been used uh, the most in our, in, our, in our generations. Las personas ni siquiera saben en qué parte de la Biblia está, pero saben que está aquí y saben que lo pueden usar. Most people don't even know where this passage is in the Bible, but they know that it's there and they know that they can use it. En el pasado, el versículo más famoso era Juan 3.16. If you remember in the past, the, the most famous verse of the Bible was John 3.16. Las buenas noticias de que Dios envió a su Hijo ya no son tan buenas noticias. Uh, the, the wonderful news that God sent His Son are, is not so wonderful anymore. Pero Jesús en este pasaje expone la hipocresía de los que juzgan. But Jesus, through this passage, exposes uh, the hypocrisy of those who use them. O sea, de los que condenan a otros a pesar de sus propias faltas. For those who judge, those who... Uh, 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 condone those because of their own faults or their own uh, guilt. Así que vamos a Mateo, versículo, capítulo 7, versículo 1 y 2. So let us go into Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. No juzguen a nadie para que nadie los juzgue a ustedes, porque tal como juzgan se les juzgará, y con la medida que midan a otros se les medirá a ustedes. Judge not that you be not judged, that you be not judged. For with judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. With the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. ¿Por qué no debemos juzgar en un sentido malo? The question is, why should we not judge in a bad sense? El versículo nos dice para no ser juzgado nosotros. And the verse is telling us that we will not be judged either. Entonces nos está hablando para nuestra propia protección, no nos conviene juzgar a otros. And so it's telling us for our own protection, it, it doesn't benefit us to judge others. El que se ama uno mismo, no debe juzgar a otros, porque entonces trae su propia condenación. He who loves uh, himself should not judge others, because then he brings on his own condemnation. Con el juicio con que juzgamos, seremos juzgados. With the judgment that we judge, we shall also be judged. Galatas 6.1 dice, hermanos, si alguien es sorprendido en pecado, ustedes que son espirituales deben restaurarlo con una actitud humilde, pero cuídese cada uno porque también puede ser tentado. Galatians 6.1 Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest to be tempted. Debemos ser espirituales y mansos en nuestro trato con los que caen en pecado. We should be spiritual and we should be humble uh, how we treat others uh, who fall into sin. Recordando que nosotros mismos podemos caer también. Remembering that we can also fall into sin. Lucas 6:37 dice, no juzguen y no se les juzgará. No condenen y no se les condenará. Perdonen 
y se les perdonará. Look at what Luke chapter 6 verse 37 says, judge not and you will not be judged, condemn not and you will not be condemned, forgive and you will be forgiven. Lo maravilloso de esto es el control que tiene el cristiano sobre este asunto. Uh, the, the amazing thing about this is how the Christian has the control over this, over this uh, situation. Cada quien decide por sí mismo cómo quiere ser juzgado. Everyone decides for themselves how they want to be judged. Queremos que otros nos juzguen con tolerancia y benevolencia. We want others to judge us with uh, tolerance and benevolence. Entonces tenemos que juzgar a otros con, tolera con tolerancia y con benevolencia. So then we must judge others with tolerance and benevolence. Queremos que otros nos juzguen con intolerancia y con dureza. Uh, we want we want others uh, to not judge us with intolerance or harshness. Entonces juzguemos a otros con intolerancia y con dureza. So let us not judge others with harsh, intolerance or harshness. Al final sembramos, segamos lo que sembramos. In the end, we, what we sow is what we reap. Galatas 6, 7 dice, No se engañen, de Dios nadie se burla. Cada uno cosecha lo que siembra. Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever one sows, that, we, that will he also reap. Si sembramos juicios severos y duros, es precisamente lo que segaremos. If we sow uh, harsh and severe judgments, that is also what we, will, uh, what we will reap. Ahora, juzgar no siempre está mal. Now, to judge is not always wrong. Juzgar con hipocresía sí está mal. But to judge with hypocrisy is wrong. Y Jesús uh, continúa hablando y continúa enseñando. Jesús nos separó el versículo 1 y 2 del resto del texto. And you see in this passage that Jesus continues to speak. He separated uh, uh, verse 1 and 2 from the rest of the text. Vamos a leer versículo 3 al 5. Let us read uh, verse 3 to 5. ¿Por qué te fijas en la astilla que tiene tu hermano en el ojo Y no le das importancia a la viga que está en el tuyo. ¿Cómo puedes decirle a tu hermano, déjame sacarte la astilla del ojo cuando ahí tienes una viga en el tuyo? Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when there is a log in your own eye? Versículo 5, hipócrita. Saca primero la viga de tu propio ojo y entonces verás con claridad para sacar la astilla del ojo de tu hermano. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clarity, and then you will see clarity to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Es claro que Jesús condena el juzgar con hipocresía. It is clear that Jesus condemns uh, uh, to, for us to judge with hypocrisy. Debemos de mirarnos a nosotros mismos primero antes de juzgar a los demás. Because we should see ourselves first before we judge others. Jesús habla acerca de sacarnos la viga del ojo antes de sacar la astilla o la paja de alguien más. You know, Jesus is telling us and speaking to, uh, for us to look at ourselves and take out the log out of our own eye before we take out the speck out of our brothers. Pero mira lo interesante, no está mal sacar la astilla del ojo de los demás. But if you see and you notice the interesting thing here is that it is not it is not bad for you to take out the speck out of the eyes of others. Cuando no somos hipócritas. When we are not hypocrites. No es pecado juzgar a los demás. 
It is not a sin to judge others. Cuando no somos hipócritas. When we are not hypocrites. De hecho, es lo correcto. As a matter of fact, it is the right thing to do. Piensa esto, si veo a mi hermano que está mal y que se está apartando de Dios, yo tendría que odiarlo mucho para no buscar ayudarlo. If I see my brother that is that is drifting away, that is going away from God, uh, it, would, it would be in me to really hate him, to not want to help him. Yo tendría que odiarlo para no ayudarlo. You know, I would really have to hate him to not, to not extend a hand and help him. Consentir el pecado en los demás no es amor. To coddle sin in others is not love. Consentir el pecado en tu esposo o en tus hijos no es amor. To coddle sin in, in, your, in your wife, uh, with, with your children, that is not loving them. Romanos 2.1 nos dice, Por tanto, no tienes excusa tú, quien quiera que seas, cuando juzgas a los demás, pues al juzgar a otros te condenas a ti mismo, ya que practicas las mismas cosas. Romans 2, verse 1 says, Therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges, for in passing judgment on, on another you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. Una vez más, se condena el juzgar con la hipocresía. Uh, one more time, it is con, uh, hipo- uh, judging with hypocrisy is condemned. De hecho, Pablo ahí está juzgando a la gente que juzga injustamente. As a matter of fact, there the apostle Paul uh, uh, is, is condemning those who judge with hypocrisy. La Biblia da por sentado que debemos juzgar correctamente. The Bible uh, uh, makes it clear that we should judge correctly. Y de hecho nos dice cómo hacerlo. And it, it, in fact, it tells us how to do this. No tengo que andar inventando nada. I don't have to go around uh, creating or trying to come up with, with new ways. Entonces, hay dos preguntas. ¿Cuál es la razón por la cual juzgar? ¿Y cuál sería la forma correcta al juzgar? So the question is, what is the reason for us to judge? And what would be the correct or the right way for us to judge? Una razón por, por la cual juzgar a alguien es porque Dios te utiliza. Es porque Dios te manda a que juzgues a alguien. One of the reasons for us to do this is because God utilizes you. Uh, God is sending you for, for, for someone else, to go and, and talk to someone else. Y en la Biblia hay una historia acerca de esto. If we look at the Bible, there is a story about this. Es en Segunda de Samuel, capítulo 12. And we find this in, in Second, Second Samuel, uh, verse, I'm sorry, chapter 12. Y aquí vemos a Natán, que es un profeta, y al rey David. And here we see uh, Nathan, who is a prophet, and we also see King David. Aquí Dios le dice a Natán que tiene que ir a hablar con el rey David. And here we see the story of how uh, God tells Nathan that he has to go speak with David. Natán tiene la divertida uh, tarea de ir a molestar al rey David. So Nathan has the, the, uh, the fun task to go and, and, and go and speak to the king. ¿Te imaginas qué nervios? Can you just imagine the, uh, the, the nerves, just the pressure? Así que a Natán se le ocurre contarle una historia al rey David. And so uh, Nathan uh, decides to, to tell a story to King David. Y le dice, mira rey David, te voy a contar una historia. Había un hombre rico con muchas vacas y muchas ovejas. And so uh, Nathan tells King David, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, there was a rich man with many cattle and many sheep. Y había un hombre pobre con una oveja que era como de su familia. And there was this poor man uh, with uh, a poor sheep that was like his family. Para los que tenemos 
perro en casa, sabemos que el animalito puede ser como de nuestra familia. No es de nuestra familia, pero es casi como nuestra familia. For those of, the, for those of us who have a pet at our house or in our homes, we know that uh, these animals can be uh, uh, as part of our family, but they are not uh, in, in that sense or uh, in all that our family. Así que podemos entender a este pobre hombre con la oveja que era como casi de la familia. So we can be, so we can understand this uh, this this context here and how this sheep was uh, this man's part of this man's or uh, in his family. Así que la historia continúa y el hombre rico con muchas vacas y muchas ovejas recibe visitas. And so the story goes on and, and the rich man with all this this livestock he uh, he receives or he he uh, he has uh, somebody come that comes and visits him. Y él no quiere matar ninguno de sus animales, así que va y mata la oveja de este pobre hombre. And so this rich man does not want to kill any of his of his livestock, so he decides to to kill the the old man or, or the poor man's sheep. Ya te imaginarás, el rey David se empieza a poner rojo y le empieza a dar coraje. So you can imagine how King David began to just turn red and began to just be uh, grow frustrated. Y quiero que imagines la escena en el palacio del rey David poniéndose rojo y enojado. And I want you to, I want you to imagine this scene in, in, in King David's palace and how he can just turn from uh, one state to another. Y David dijo, juro por el Señor que ese hombre merece la muerte. Muerte, muerte, muerte. And so King David began to say, I, I, uh, you know, I, I swear that this man deserves death. Death, death. Y puedes escuchar que, que hay un silencio enorme en el palacio. So you can imagine that there is a, a, just this enormous silence, just a, a, a silence throughout the palace. Y, y, y al final oyes a los pájaros que se van volando. And you just hear the birds just fly away. David se había adelantado al juicio. And King David had had jumped ahead and right into judgment. Y no sabía lo que Dios tenía para él a través del profeta Natán. Without knowing what God had in store for him through the prophet Nathan. Y aquí, imagina ahora Natán que tiene que decirle al rey David que era él. And now imagine that that Nathan has to tell King David that this man is is King David. Y estaba Natán, da 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 da, da David. And so Nathan, can you, the, the, David, this is you. Si recuerdas la historia, David había estado en el palacio de ocioso y cuando uno está de ocioso se meten problemas. Uh, and, and so you can remember uh, the story that, that King David was, was in this palace uh, uh, and he was getting into problems. Sale afuera y ve a una mujer que se está bañando desnuda, la manda a traer, se acuesta con ella. You remember that he sees a woman who is bathing naked. He asks that the woman would be brought to him so that he can sleep with her. Esta mujer tenía un esposo. This woman had a husband. Así David se le ocurre la gran idea de poner este esposo al frente de la batalla para que muriera. And, and the king David has this great idea to put this husband in front of the battle to fight. Así que se murió el esposo, se acabó el problema. So the problem goes away because the husband would die in battle. Pero no pasó así, ¿verdad? But that's not how it happened, right? Así que Natán podía, el rey David, perdón, podía hacer tres cosas. And so King David could be three things. Primero, podía mandar matar a Natán por andarse metiendo en los problemas que no le importan. 
first, he could have uh, 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 ordered to have uh, Nathan to be killed for getting into things that he shouldn't be getting into. Le hubiera dicho, estás fire. ¿Verdad? He could have just said, you know what? You're fired. O pudo haber ignorado y haberle dicho, Natán, esos son mentiras. And he, or, or he also could have said and ignored what he was saying and just said, that is a lie. Y ahora se usa mucho esto, que las personas dicen mentiras y aun cuando hay un video, siguen diciendo, es mentira. And that is a very common thing in our day where uh, somebody will have evidence or a video about something and they'll just deny it and say that was a lie. Pero mira lo que hizo el rey David. But look at what King David did. Segunda de Samuel 12:13 dice, He pecado contra el Señor, reconoció David ante Natán. El Señor ha perdonado tu pecado y no morirás, le contestó Natán. In 2 Samuel 12:13, King David says, David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, The Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. Muchas veces en nuestra vida necesitamos a un Natán que venga y nos llame la atención. You know, many times in our lives we need a Nathan to come into our lives and get our attention. Un Natán que nos hable sin miedo y nos reprenda y nos haga voltear nuestro rostro hacia Dios. A Nathan that would speak to us without fear and that would, uh, that would rebuke us and have us turn our face to God again. Un Natán que tenga valor de decirnos las cosas. And Nathan that will have the courage to tell us the truth and, and the, the things that need to be said. Entonces dijimos que una razón puede ser porque Dios te mande, ¿verdad? And so we said that the first reason for us to, to judge is because uh, God could be sending us to do this. Otra razón para juzgar a alguien es porque amas a esa persona. Another reason that God could be doing this is that because you love that person. Tu esposo, tu esposa. Your husband, your wife. Tus hijos. Your children. Tus amigos, your, your friends, tus compañeros de trabajo, your, your uh, co-workers at work. Porque ves que se están alejando de Dios. Because you see how they are drifting away from God. Si recuerdas el versículo 4 nos dice, ¿cómo le puedes decir a tu hermano? If you remember in verse 4, how can you say to your brother? Hermano es un término que no usamos con cualquier persona. Brother is not a term that we use with just anybody. Tenemos hermanos en la carne. Because we have brothers in the flesh. Tenemos amigos que son como hermanos. We have those friends that are like brothers. Así que es alguien muy cercano a nosotros. And so it has to be somebody that is really close to you. Tenemos hermanos espirituales como los que están aquí. We have a spiritual brothers like those that are here with us. Así que es por amor y solo por amor que vamos a juzgarles esperando que se arrepientan y tomen el camino del Señor. And then it is by love that we will judge them and, and hope that they will be uh, turned by the Spirit of God to His ways. Proverbios 27, versículo 5 y 6 dice, Más vale ser reprendido con fraqueza que ser amado en secreto. Más confiable es el amigo que hiere que el amigo que besa. Proverbs 27, verse 5 says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Verse 6, Faithful are the wounds of a friend, Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. Así que es por amor que voy a juzgar a alguien. And so it is by love that I am going to judge somebody. Entonces, si necesito juzgar a alguien, ¿cuál es la forma correcta de hacerlo? So then if I need to judge somebody, what is the correct or the right way to do it? Primero, debemos revisar nuestras vidas honestamente. First of all, we need to uh, examine our lives 
Jesús nos dice que no podemos sacar la astilla de alguien más cuando tenemos un tronco en nuestro ojo. Because Jesus is being very clear when he says that we cannot take out the speck out of somebody else when we have a log in our own eye. Jesús pinta esta imagen de el hombre con la viga en el ojo uh, como un ejemplo. And Jesus paints this, this image of a man with a uh, speck in, his, in, in an eye as, a, as an example. Y, es para, y esta exageración que hizo Jesús es para enfatizar un punto. And this, this exaggeration that Jesus is telling about is, is to emphasize of a point. Qué absurdo que alguien en esta situación con un tronco en el ojo te quiera ir y sacar una astilla, una paja de tu ojo. How absurd that in this situation somebody with a log in their eye would want to come to you and take out the speck in your own eye. Primera de Corintios 10, versículo 12 dice, Por lo tanto, si alguien piensa que está firme, tenga cuidado de no caer. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12 says, Therefore, let not anyone, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Proverbios 21, 2 dice, A cada uno le parece correcto su proceder, pero el Señor juzga los corazones. Proverbs 21, 2 Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. Antes de ir con cualquier persona, tenemos que Orar a Dios y pedirle sabiduría. Before going, uh, before going up to anyone, we need to uh, pray to God and ask that He give, give us wisdom. Y pedirle que nos muestre nuestro propio pecado. And ask God to show us our own sin. Que nos limpie y que nos use como un instrumento de restauración. To cleanse us and to use us as an instrument for restoration. Así que primero dijimos que hay que ser honestos en revisarnos a nosotros. And so first we said that we need to be honest in examining ourselves. La segunda cosa es que si vamos a juzgar a otros, siempre tiene que ser en amor. And the second thing is that if, if we are going to judge others, it always has to be in love. Sin hipocresía. Without hypocrisy. Llamando a las personas al arrepentimiento y al tomar el camino de Dios. Calling others to repentance and to take the way of the Lord. Galatas 6.1 nos dice, hermanos, si alguno es sorprendido en pecado, ustedes que son espirituales deben restaurarlo con una actitud humilde, pero cuídese cada uno porque también pueden ser tentados. Galatians 6.1 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you to be tempted. Hay dos palabras que me llaman la atención. Dice que debemos ser, que son espirituales. Eso quiere decir que tienen una comunión con Dios. Y la segunda palabra es con humildad. No podemos ir a reprender a otros con orgullo. No podemos ir a, otro, a juzgar a otros con orgullo. Tiene que ser con humildad. And the second word is gentleness. We cannot go up to somebody and, and, and rebuke them uh, with pride. We must be gentle. La madre Teresa de Calcuta dijo que cuando juzgamos en esta manera de condenación, de crítica a las personas, no tenemos tiempo para amarlas. Uh, Mother Teresa said that uh, when we go up to somebody uh, and, and judge them with, with this type of judgment, uh, we have no time to love them. Pasamos tanto tiempo criticándolas y viendo sus problemas, que no tengo tiempo 
para amarlas. We spend and have uh, only the time to to just judge them and, and, and condemn them, but we have no time to to left to love. ¿Qué pasaría si en lugar de esas críticas y ese juicio lo cambio por oración, lo cambio por amor, lo, par, lo cambio por compasión a esas personas? What would happen if if instead of of that criticism and and and, and all that, I would I would replace that with with love and, and with prayer? I would have compassion for those people. Jesús enseñó que juzgar bien es parte de amar. Uh, Jesus uh, taught that to judge right is part of loving. Las personas que aman dicen la verdad y te confrontan con el evangelio. Uh, people that love uh, speak in truth and they confront with the gospel. No te tiran bibliazos en tu cara. They don't just go around thumping the Bible in your face. Esas personas caminan, caminan contigo en amor. These people walk with you in love. Pero esas personas son sinceras contigo y te dicen la verdad. These people are sincere with you and, and they tell you the truth. Porque te aman. Because they love you. Porque te aman. Because they love you. Y Jesús termina en el versículo 6 con unas palabras bastante fuertes y casi siempre vemos a Jesús hablando en términos del amor y aunque sigue hablando de amor, pero usa unas palabras bastante fuertes. In, in verse 6 here, we see Jesus uh, uh, closing this, uh, wrapping up this, this passage here, uh, speaking with some very strong words. And we usually see Jesus uh, speaking in love, but these words are here are, are going to be strong. Hay que recordar que Jesús estaba enseñando a sus discípulos, pero había otras personas alrededor de él. We must remember that Jesus is, is usually teaching his disciples, but there are, there are others that are around them. Y Jesús estaba hablando a esas personas directamente a ellos. And Jesus was speaking directly to those people around them. Porque Jesús les ama. Because Jesus loved them. Así que no andaba por las, sacándole vuelta a las cosas. So he wasn't going around uh, in circles, uh, not, not addressing the problem. Versículo 6. In verse 6. No le den lo sagrado a los perros. No sea que se vuelvan contra ustedes y los despedacen. No echen sus perlas a los cerdos, no sea que las pisoteen. It says, do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. ¿Qué estaba diciendo Jesús? What is Jesus saying? Fíjate, los perros y los cerdos son animales que ceremonialmente eran impuros para los judíos. If we see here that uh, and, and know that uh, pigs and, and, and dogs uh, uh, through ceremonial, ceremonial uh, means were uh, animals that were very unclean. Y eran animales repugnantes para ellos. And they were animals that were just uh, just hated or just not wanted by the, by the Jews. No los querían cerca de ellos. They, they didn't want them near them. A mí no me gustan las serpientes, se me hace repugnante. I, I don't really care for uh, uh, snakes, I don't want them around me. Así que para ellos los perros y los cerdos eran repugnantes y Jesús los usa como ejemplos en contra de ellos. So dogs and, and pigs were not cared for at, at that time and Jesus is using them against them. Jesús hacía referencia a los perros como aquellos que aborrecen la verdad y la justicia. Uh, uh, Jesus is using uh, the, the pigs and the dogs uh, to use as an example for those who, who uh, hate uh, uh, truth and justice. Y los cerdos a los impuros y vulgares uh, que no son capaces 
de apreciar las joyas del evangelio, las joyas del cristianismo. Uh, the first reference was for the dogs, I'm sorry. The second one is for the pigs. Uh, and he is uh, using those for, who are uh, unpure uh, uh, and those who are unable uh, to, to really uh, hold on to the precious, the precious jewels of Christianity. Así que esta analogía, este ejemplo que, que usó Cristo fue para demostrar las reacciones de la gente cuando ellos están viviendo en una abierta rebelión en contra del Dios Todopoderoso. So this, this analogy, this example that Christ or Jesus is using uh, is to demonstrate the reaction uh, when uh, he is talking to those open, uh, in an open matter to those who are in rebellion. Personas rebeldes y obstinadamente que rechazan la, su verdad y cierran sus mentes y sus corazones para el conocimiento espiritual. Those who are in rebellion, who, those who, who reject, uh, who, who, who refuse to be uh, seeing the truth and, and close their minds to the, to the light uh, and, and in their hearts the spiritual. Jesús no se anduvo por las ramas diciéndoles por aquí para que entendieran esto. Uh, Jesus was not going around through, through one area here so that they could understand it through another way. En la cultura del hip hop hay una frase. If, if, we, uh, if we know the, the culture of hip hop, there is a phrase that is used. Cuando, hace, cuando alguien dice una, unas palabras y ahí se, se termina. Uh, when somebody says uh, certain words, that is where it ends. Y decimos que eh, Jesús dropped the mic. And here we can say that Jesus dropped the mic. Jesús les dijo en su cara lo que estaba pasando con ellos. Jesus told them in their face what was going on with them. No había más que decir. There was nothing else to be said. Era para ellos los que estaban ahí sentados. It was for those who were around, who were sitting. Hemos estado hablando acerca del reino de Dios, este reino que aún no está aquí, pero que está viniendo. You know, we have been speaking about this kingdom of God and how, how this kingdom is here, uh, is here, but is not yet completed. Y estas palabras son para los ciudadanos de ese reino, para los embajadores de ese reino. And these words are for the citizens of the kingdom, for the ambassadors of this kingdom. Y esos embajadores del reino son personas que están pensando y meditando acerca de Dios. And those ambassadors of the kingdom are those people that are, that are thinking and that are meditating on the kingdom of God. Porque para Dios es importante en aquello que estamos pensando y aquello que estamos meditando. Because God is concerned and, is, and to Him it's important what we are thinking and what we are meditating on. Nuestros pensamientos deben honrar su nombre y traer gloria a Él en todo tiempo. Our thoughts should remember His name and should bring glory to Him at all times. Uh, Tozer dijo, un ídolo de la mente es tan ofensivo para Dios como un ídolo en las manos. A.W. Tozer said, an idol of the, uh, in the mind is as offensive to God as an idol in the hands. Es cierto, si voy a tu casa no voy a encontrar ningún ídolo, ninguna imagen. You know, maybe I, I, I'll go to your house and surely I will find no, no image or no idol there. Pero estoy seguro que si visitas mi mente y si visito tu mente vamos a tener ídolos ahí. But I'm sure that if I, if I visit your mind or you visit my mind, we will find idols there. Y esos ídolos son tan ofensivos a Dios como cualquier imagen. And those, those idols are just as offensive to God as any other image. 
como ciudadano del reino de Dios, necesito aprender y ser intencional en someter mis pensamientos y mis sentimientos a la verdad de Dios. As a citizen of the kingdom of God, I need to be intentional uh, and, and know to submit my thoughts and my understanding to the, wor to the word and to the truth of God. Y para hacer eso, necesito conocer, necesito aprender, necesito meditar, necesito aplicar su palabra a mi vida todos los días. And to do this, I need to know, I need to learn, I need to meditate to apply uh, my life to God and to His Word every day. ¿De qué hablamos hoy entonces? So what have we spoken about here today? Como ciudadanos del reino, no debemos juzgar con hipocresía. As citizens of the kingdom, we shouldn't judge others with hypocrisy. Como ciudadanos de este reino que está viviendo y como probadas del reino que son nuestras vidas, debemos juzgar en amor y por amor. Uh, how, how we are living as citizens of the kingdom and how we are to be a foretaste of the kingdom, we should judge others with love and in love. Cuando Dios te mande un atán en tu vida, da gracias a Dios por su vida. You know, when, judge, uh, I'm sorry, when God sends you a Nathan in your life, you should be able to thank God for his life. Da gracias a Dios porque esa persona está haciendo el trabajo de juzgarte y de traerte otra vez a Dios. You should thank God that that person, that, he, uh, that woman or that man is, is coming into your life to be able to draw you back into God. Piensa en los demás en base a la verdad y a la luz del amor. Think of others uh, uh, based on uh, the truth and the love of God. ¿Fijaste que las palabras de Jesús eran fuertes pero trataban del amor? Do you notice how uh, Jesus' words were, were, were strong, but they were, uh, they were involved, they, were, they dealt with love. Estaban llamando a nuestra vida, pero nos estaban llamando para que amemos. They were calling, they were speaking to our lives, but they were speaking to us so that we can love. Para que podamos amar a nuestros vecinos, a las personas que están alrededor de nosotros, para poder ser luz a ellos. So that we can uh, speak and love our neighbors who are around us, so that we can uh, be a light unto them. Así que si vamos a juzgar, que sea en amor y por amor. And so if we are going to judge, uh, may it be in love and for the reason of love. Probablemente Dios te va a usar en lo que resta de tu vida, en ir a hablar a otras personas. Y tienes que ser valiente también. Maybe God is going to continue to use you for the rest of your life. And you got to be courageous and strong to, to do it. Ir a hablar a otros y traerles al arrepentimiento de Dios y al camino de Dios. To, to speak to others uh, and have them uh, turn to repentance and, and turn to the ways of God. Primera de Corintios 13, 13 dice, Ahora pues permanecen estas tres virtudes, la fe, la esperanza y el amor, pero la más excelente de ellas es el amor. In 1 Corinthians 13, 13 tells us, So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Es el amor. It is love. Te invito a orar. I invite you to pray. Padre, gracias por uh, estas palabras que Jesús pronunció hace más de dos mil años. Father, thank you for these uh, words that Jesus proclaimed more than two thousand years ago. Tan relevantes a nuestra vida actual hoy. 
they are, they are so relevant to our lives today. Gracias que estas palabras nos apuntan hacia el verdadero evangelio. Uh, thank you that uh, Lord this this word points us uh, to the true gospel. Que nos ayudan a ver a nuestro corazón y nuestra mente para poder ser limpios por ti y usados para ti. They help us uh, uh, see and turn uh, to have our hearts and our minds uh, clean so that they can be uh, turned and, and used for you. Ayúdanos a siempre mostrar amor a las demás personas. Lord, help us to always demonstrate love to others. Ayúdanos a ser probadas de tu reino en esta tierra. Help us be a foretaste of your kingdom in this earth. Que predican con verdad, que predican con amor, que juzgan en verdad, que juzgan en amor. That we can preach in love, uh, that we can judge in love. Te amamos, Señor Jesús. We love you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.